What's up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. the 50-time social distance, if I could say it, the 50-time social distancing world champion, a.k.a. the Butter Biscuit Bandit, a.k.a. The barista. Fuck. Well, just gonna let that marinate. <laughs> Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, uh, the gaming podcast where I do talk about that gaming and pretty much everything uh, related to that. Um, if maybe things sound a bit different or unusual, uh, it's because I am doing something totally different, experimental, if you will. Um, actually, uh, I don't think I talked about it last episode, but, uh, at least towards the end of last week, uh, there's been a, just, uh, just amazing discovery within technology that was made huge leaps, maybe to the scale of transporting, uh, well, floating cars, maybe not that much, but, but, but close, which is, um, RTX voice which is just this amazing, astounding, like mind blowing achievement. I'd have to say, especially for somebody in my particular scenario where uh, I do uh, have a lot of noisy items around and uh, Jesus, this is like, this is a literal game changer. If anything, for sure, hands down, Um, it really is. So, yeah, basically what it does is basically AI um, software that basically uh, works to uh, eliminate um, a lot of background noise and basically just like literally from everything I've heard keeps your voice intact without barely any noticeable like, you know, manipulation in terms of like, you know, like trying to um compromise your voice in the process of trying to tune out the other noises and stuff it is like literally mind-blowing at least when i saw it was like this super viral tweet i assume by now where uh this one youtuber i do actually uh watch and follow uh barnacles where he uh had a straight up um uh demonstration where he had the rtx voice on had it going and then kept like was knocking the hell out of the um knocking the hell out of uh his table with a hammer had this huge ass fan uh and nothing and he sounded just as if the he didn't even have that on which was just crazy to me he he didn't uh got even more extreme he's like he put like leaf blowers in the equation um which is like that's probably the most extreme and it was like still crazily accurate and you could barely hear any like compromise in terms of voice quality, you know, within reason, which is, you know, obviously very impractical, but nonetheless, it was very, uh, very amazing. And then uh, a lot of, uh, other tech YouTubers were following suit. Uh, I saw like Linus tech tips and stuff where they, uh, demonstrated and Jesus like fire alarms, alarms in general, 
it is crazy and it's such an amazing and a very appreciated advancement in technology that I have to address, which uh, especially for this summer, you know, a lot of AC units that tend to be pretty loud in my particular predicament, it's going to be essential. And that's admittedly at least the reason why I've been uh, avoiding uh, streaming in particular, since uh, I do have a lot of technology in my room that tends to uh, add heat and, you know, trying to record uh, something or, you know, stream in general, uh, without AC is like basically a nightmare and very inconvenient and just overall, just huge hassle. And, uh, at least from what I've been testing so far, man, this is a damn godsend, man. Literally it is crazy. So if anything, this is a straight up full blown test of, uh, RTX voice. Um, you have to uh supposedly you have to have a rtx car which is like the 2200 series and, and up but uh at least for me um there's a basically a hack online or pretty simple hack to be honest where you can basically get it to work with uh 10 series and 9 series cars which fortunately i have uh i think anything less than that you're kind of sol but um yeah from my scenario where I have a 1080 Ti and a 980, um, they both work work pretty swell. Um, so yeah, this is just a testament to the greatness that is RTX Voice, which is at least now going to be a big staple. I'll at least touch on one minor gripe so far, if any, but that's kind of maybe at least uh, particular to my setup, which is basically. Um, I, uh, I have my go go XLR and I have basically the RTX voice. Um, well, essentially whatever your mic is, uh, it goes through RTX voice. So basically how I have it is I have my go XLR, uh, which is basically pretty much every, the whole broadcast mix. And I have that go through RTX voice, which works pretty good. But the only caveat is that. Uh, at least with my particular setup with the go XLR, you have to, um, you, you can't play music, uh, or any like audio sounds for the most part, it'll just still do and focus on your voice. So if you have like music, which you maybe like I do personally, when I'm doing some streams to play in the background, it will cut that out <laughs> completely. So you have to do some magic otherwise, which maybe is kind of a testament to go XLR where maybe there would be a cool option where you can just dedicate specifically a mic option to modify that. And then just specifically have the mic, uh, source be modified some way, but, um, very minor gripe and understandable gripe if anything, but would be cool to kind of, you know, not have to deal with that. But when you kind of look on the other end, it's like, you have when you have music, it does help to kind of um, uh, drown out maybe some of the background noise anyway. So kind of give and take kind of a measurement, if you will. But it is one acknowledgement, particularly if you have a go X, go XLR setup. So huge ass uh, rant well not rant, but I guess uh, I don't know explanation, but I felt it was 
somewhat legitimate, at least especially at the start of this, to kind of at least give a preface unless it I just sound straight trash, I guess. But if anything, from what I noticed, it is like a dream uh, compared to uh, previously uh, not having this uh, huge improvement in life. So without further ado, uh, let's stop the dilly dallying and get into it. A lot of news came out this week. Uh, so yeah, let's, uh, tackle a lot of it. Uh, first topic of discussion. So, uh, boy, yeah. With uh last of us, uh, you know, previously what, like a month, not even a month, like within this month, uh, they did, you know, say that the game was, uh, indefinitely, uh, well delayed indefinitely with no particular release date. Uh, but then, uh, it's still unknown how it happened or who, uh, is responsible, but, um, yeah, people can't have nice things, I guess. But, uh, basically somebody fully leaked, um, all of the last of us part two, I believe in particular the, um, cut scenes. And I think somebody translated that and did a whole dissertation on like uh, uh reset era, uh, basically divulging everything about it. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, me, I was di- I'm dodging the hell out of those. Got all my mute <laughs> muted, all particular related words on Twitter and everything. I wasn't taking any chances at all. Not not at the least. Um, so. Uh, it was very weird because, uh, basically like this was like, I think last weekend and then weirdly enough, like what the Monday was it Monday? Yeah. The Monday after, um, Sony uh, had an official announcement that, uh, the last of us is coming out in June, uh, June 19th as well as ghost of Tsushima, which was supposed to, I believe originally come out at the same time in June, but that's getting pushed back to July, uh, July 17th to be uh, particular. So it's a little weird, uh, coincidence if anything, or maybe to try to try to, um, I don't know, damage control, like, you know, Hey, not too long until, uh, the last of us two comes out guys. So, uh, you have, have to wait until June and then, Hey, you can play it, whatever, have fun uh, you know, play your heart out, what have you, but I don't know. It's a little weird, little weird coincidence that, uh, after that major leak of the game that they did, uh, announce actual release dates for these games, but either way it is, uh, set to release in June. So, uh, good stuff for the last was. So I think that, uh, weirdly, comes around the anniversary of the first game, I think on PS three when that originally came out. So that'd be kind of weird uh, events happening of events, if anything. So, uh, and I guess in more of the kind of the explanation of the leak, apparently I think it's, it started, uh, which is not valid. And I guess is suspected to not be true that there was some disgruntled employee that was very unhappy and angry and then out of spite, uh, just leaked all this information. Apparently that's not true. And it's still kind of unknown how it happened that it may actually be somebody outside of the company that managed to 
take uh take and leak all that information. So it is uh very weird to say the least. Um so situation. It's not I I mean I mean of course it's not understandable because like that's messed up, man. Just a whole team's like years, years of work just all somewhat kind of tarnished because somebody was uh you know more than likely angry in one way, shape or form. Maybe they heard about the indefinite release and they're like, you know what? F this, I'm going to leak it. And everybody's going to know now because it's been, been ruined for everybody or something, but kind of, uh, yeah, just weird all around, but nonetheless, uh, at least we'll definitely know and have our verdict of the game, uh, come June 19th. Uh, then there's like kind of murmurs about people saying like based off what they heard, it is horrible uh, in terms of what they seen. But then it's like you can't even the game isn't even released yet, uh, released yet. So it's like you can't even make any judgment off that that the footage maybe you might have seen was like unfinished or maybe a previous build more than likely. So it's like you can't even make those like assumptions either. So. On top of just going off of more than likely, I believe cutscenes what they're saying. So it's like it's all bad. It's all bad in this scenario. But um, in terms of Naughty Dog, they did straight up address it for the most part. Um, you know, somewhat kind of weirdly, weirdly insensitive. Uh, depending on how you perceive it, uh, comment and I'll uh, quote: uh, "We know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you." We feel the same. It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't spoil it for others. The Last of Us Part 2 will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. Naughty Dog. So... Yeah, I mean... Uh, I, I've, I've heard some people are kind of seeing this as insensitive, which I can see that angle where it's like, you know, there's obviously a more uh, kind of imminent uh, threat currently with our current situation with the pandemic going on and stuff that it's kind of hard to like, you know, eh, this is like a, a ant among the sea or a fish among the sea. I don't know the term. You know what I mean? So for what that's worth. But yeah, that's uh, unfortunate, but uh, at least insightful news. Uh, Definitely, I am ducking and dodging spoilers like my life depends on it. Call me freaking Jason Bourne, John Wick. I'm I'm ducking and dodging. I got the the gun CQC tactics. I'm ready to break somebody's neck if they come at me incorrectly. Let's let's just let let's just let that be clear. All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, so looks like, well, I guess big surprise, uh, those leaks for, uh, Assassin's Creed, at least the code name, which, what was it called? Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. I believe that's like somewhat the, somewhat the popular code name that was going around. Uh, actually, uh, surprise was actually pretty much true. So, uh, basically, um, earlier in the week, it was, some more details were getting leaked, um, but then uh, Ubisoft finally came out with it and released a trailer actually today uh, for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. 
uh, which is it looks to be obviously it's uh, basically Assassin's Creed North mythology. We're in somewhat in a North uh, Norse period to some extent uh, from what, what I got. I, I, I saw the trailer. It looked pretty interesting. Look, uh, look pretty cool actually it was like i'm i'm I, I can at least say i'm not the one i'm not the biggest fan of assassin's creed but i'm my like feeling sentiments on a game is that like uh i mean if it's on sale i'll pick it up and you know eventually play it um but at least this one it was look like uh, maybe if i see some gameplay i might uh this might be actually uh, getting there to be maybe possibly day one if if anything but um yeah the trailer was pretty dope it was pretty damn dope you got a pretty good sense of what the game is gonna be like um i'm not gonna spoil it but yeah it was it was pretty great overall uh but yeah it was basically essentially assassin's creed uh with vikings which is a pretty interesting concept obviously um i personally i think a lot of people and it writes itself, but I think that's, uh, it's, um, Ubisoft's like, you know, uh, in case of emergency break glass, uh, component, I'm guessing, uh, Assassin's Creed in like Asia, uh, f- um, uh, the feudal, feudal, uh, period in, um, Japan, ah, you know, ninjas, Assassin's Creed ninjas, uh, that's just that, that's the one that's going to be the one out day one. That would that would definitely be a day one purchase for me uh, for sure. But um, yeah, going back to this, um, yeah, it it looks pretty good. Uh, they didn't show any gameplay. It was just all you know, uh, pre-rendered uh, CGI, whatever, what have you. But um, looks pretty cool. It's uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem to be too far from uh what we're expecting for Assassin's Creed. It looks like they did uh, actually have some gameplay screenshots at least, but uh, they do seem to hint a lot at like the um, uh, Assassin's Creed Four Black Fact <laughs> Black What uh, if I could say it right Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag uh, kind of ship mechanics. I'm assuming that's gonna be the, be in there to some extent because it's like. Uh, it was a pretty great system, I have to say. I thoroughly enjoyed it playing four, um, which I I do have a lot of catching up to do. Uh, that's the last one I think I technically played, um, but yeah. Uh, and then I guess Skull and Bones when that whenever that comes out, probably they're maybe taking whatever improvements that are going to be in that. I assume, but overall, I'm interested. I'm interested. I have to want to see some gameplay first, but. Overall, hey, makes sense. Um, <laughs> Kratos is going to be exclusive for the PS PS4. Uh, I'm waiting for that Kratos DLC. I am, I am. <laughs> boy, <laughs> boy, get up, get up, boy. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, uh, one a- one actual uh, aspect too is that they did announce at least for series X, at least how they've already established how it is that, uh, it will have smart delivery, which is basically the, um, uh, key, keyword smart, uh, the way it will, um, 
install the game if you have a Xbox One X, Series X, what have you. So it'll install it properly either way, considering whatever console you have. So it basically is suggesting an addition. It'll be cross-platform and um, obviously with the PS5 as well. So I'm not sure if Stadia is included. It is. It is the yeah, PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, Xbox One, Stadia. So there you go. Moving on. Um, of course, the aftermath of the greatness that is Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, we all, uh, at least if you definitely played the game, beat the game by now, you know that it is uh, gonna be in parts or segmented where the first game pretty much ended around where ended at Midgar. And then presumably the next game is going to take place where the original game does. Um, in regards to that, Tetsuya Nomura, uh, the person uh, probably notably made famous for Kingdom Hearts in general, said that basically he's going to... Um, or he, <laughs> keyword supposedly, the game is going to be way quicker to make. Um, well, I guess he's depending on how to do it. So, uh, let me go straight from the horse's mouth in particular. This is via an interview, um, from Final Fantasy VII Remake Ultimania, which I, I believe is uh somewhat of a fan book, if anything. Um, but basically, uh, quote. We wanted to have the last boss fight. Wait a minute. I don't want to spoil anything. Mm. Let me check. Um. Yeah. So if we divide Final Fantasy VII Remake into larger parks, parts, it'll take longer to make. Faster development if parts are smaller. So it's still not necessarily concrete what that could lead to, but basically uh, it they can either go the longer route or the shorter route, which, you know, yeah, I mean, we waited, what, 10 years? It was officially announced in 2015, so what, five years for this game? Uh, what's another five? I mean, hey, if I, um, I'm in, I'm in that, I'm in that wheelchair. I'm on that came as long as I can still play it <laughs> in my lifetime, the whole series of my lifetime, <laughs> uh, it would be appreciated, but I don't know. Uh, with any time frame expectations, you can always take, uh, um, it's like we have Jamaican time, you know, in Jamaica where, you know, their philosophy and stuff, <laughs> there's gotta be something for like square Enix time where, you know, things that maybe is like three years, maybe five years, two years is maybe four, so on and so forth. But interesting insight either way, depending on which way they go. I assume they started working on the other aspect of the game after they kind of finished up production. Uh, but who knows? But at least that's, I found that pretty insightful to kind of, you know, know which way they may be going, at least in the future. Moving on, though, um, of course, <laughs> the the platform currently loved by all and everyone, uh, Google Stadia, they had their um, press event or uh, Nintendo Direct, uh, but 
Stadia Connect, as they like to call it, uh, this past Tuesday. And uh, eh, not too much necessarily revealed. Uh, nothing too surprising. It's definitely obviously a lot of ports. Uh, probably the biggest one was PUBG, uh, as well as uh, mentioning that it's going to be crossplay. Um, but outside of that, nothing that really necessarily stood out. Uh, that was like, ah, you got to get a stadium now. Not really. If anything, it would be for something that's already out on other platforms, which I already mentioned, which was PUBG. Um, there was uh, the one game, I think, by the same people that made Overcooked. I forgot what it's called, but it's basically Overcooked, but with people moving boxes. Um, it was something else. Let's uh, Let's do a quick reference check. It's just so cool. RTX voice cannot like pick up me typing on my blue, blue mechanical keyboard. This is great. This is greatness right now. Love to see it. No, I don't want to play Stadia. Stadia, no. And uh, yeah, it probably goes a testament to how much uh, the games appealed to me, as I don't remember <laughs> majority of them, or they didn't at least stand out to me. Let's see. Okay, so Crater, which uh is first on Stadia, um, I don't even I don't even remember that. Get packed. Okay, so get packed was the the game I was talking about. Basically, overcooked but moving, uh, moving the moving version of overcooked. Wave break. That seemed kind of cool. I think it was like, uh, some little bears doing like stunts in a boat. Uh, Ember, which firefighting game. I don't even remember that one. Zombie on before Dead War. Never played it, but somewhat familiar with it. Uh, Octopath Traveler. Actually, that was a pretty big one. And that's like a perfect game for Stadia, considering, you know, the turn based mechanics of it. That, if anything, that'd probably be one I'd be interested in. But I mean, I've already got it for Switch, having played on Switch. So, I mean, yeah. Again, a lot of this is stuff that's already been released uh, somewhere else. But yeah, definitely the, the biggest one is PUBG. Um, but it's like, ugh playing uh, just just doesn't seem right considering you know the lag uh unavoidable lag for something like this but who knows maybe it's different maybe they made improvements but that was another thing too that they announced that uh everybody's getting two additional free months of stadia pro i believe that's their terminology where you can play it as a um if you had already you get two months at it, or if you're new to the platform, you'll get it as well. So that's somewhat of a goodwill, if anything. But um, yeah, eh. yeah, they still got a lot of work ahead of them if they want to do any game changers. That specifically, of course, uh, definitely need some exclusives. So all in all, yeah, they just uh, meh, very meh right now. So. Uh, I've yet to even, it's been a minute since I've even messed with it. Um, 
some point eventually, but I don't even know. Uh, at least sticking with console slash platform news, um, Xbox Series X, uh, they did announce that there is going to be an event May 7th, next Thursday, um, where presumably this might be what they were planning to uh, do at E3 um, and maybe just jump the gun. It's definitely perfect timing. If anything, we'll most likely probably get price uh, release date. Um, and then obviously like they already mentioned games. So it's becoming a reality. It's starting to get more solidified. Uh, and I'm ready for it. Uh, at least somewhat piggybacking off that, uh, at least, I mean, I don't know when Jason Stryer obviously is a very credible person resource. Um, in, in regards to uh, the PlayStation 5 reveal, uh, who knows if they just run in with it, but uh, hey, I mean, he knows people, he knows top men, uh, and did say that the PlayStation 5 reveal is a few weeks away, which would make definitely a lot of sense, especially considering Xbox is going first. So, boy, it's kind of like the balls in their court really now, which was the same predicament they were in before, uh, at least last generation. So uh, Xbox can make themselves look real good or real bad. But either way, they're still in a kind of messed up predicament going first, depending on what they uh, are going to going to show present. So it's coming May 7th. Get ready. Get ready. Yeah, this is uh it's weird. It's hard to hard to grasp. I mean, we already I definitely respect what Xbox is doing so far. And this is totally det- detaching myself as being like a pretty big fan of the out of the two consoles in, in, in a lot of aspects. But uh just them being very transparent, um, and you know, very self aware of kind of, you know, just the travesty that was the Xbox one initially, uh, definitely utmost respect to Phil Spencer in terms of like overall, just, you know, handling this whole process rollout, if anything, um, just the bold, bold announcement at, uh, at the game awards, which nobody, including myself, expected at all um, to, you know, now well, also, you know, bringing people to actually uh, have the console dissected and kind of, you know, get that whole angle of everything, having people actually uh, that aren't biased kind of form opinions and, and, and discuss the console. And, you know, compared to PlayStation, which is at least in the pedestal to do so, at least just not giving us nothing except a controller that I'm not personally in favor of until, you know, we actually see it in action or, you know, see other color options. So all in all, it's it's, going to get crazy, uh, at least in May, it seems like. So presumably, possibly, maybe uh, we might get both PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, solid details uh, next month. And that's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. To say the least, uh, moving on. Uh, apparently, um, 
Perfect Dark might be coming back if uh, a tweet from, uh, I believe, a developer uh, from uh, Xbox Game Studios uh, is true. Basically, uh, it's a LinkedIn posting, which definitely always reveals a lot of information regarding upcoming stuff and projects uh, that basically the unannounced project that the initiative quote unannounced project at the initiative uh, runs on Unreal Engine 4 and features various weapons, gadgets, and a camera surveillance surveillance. Can I even say it? Surveillance sir camera surveillance. I think that's right. Maybe I'm just dwelling on that camera surveillance system. Uh, this makes sense given most of the Xbox game studios work with the same engine to share tech and knowledge. So, I mean, it's, it's hard to not say that's perfect dark, which has all of those various weapons of, you know, very interesting, engaging degrees. Uh, you know, you got a, double blast shotgun laptop gun that you can uh access a, a machine gun but you can mount it as a, a turret uh see-through uh i believe farsight which is a see-through sniper rifle that shoots through walls i mean you don't get any more various weapons slash gadgets and um surveillance system than that i mean hammer surveillance you could do that in perfect dark um yeah, and then there, I think there has been kind of murmurs about Perfect Dark coming back too, um, which definitely, uh, I definitely big fan of Perfect Dark, so I definitely would like to see it come back. Uh, considering you know people weren't were pretty lukewarm on uh, Perfect Dark Zero, I, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. You know, kind of having a it's gotta be some term for people that like, you know, get a brand new console and like maybe the games that come with it, the new games that come on launch with it may not be the best examples of, uh, the prowess of, of the new console, but you know, you just have that, I don't know, new console freshness eyes on you where you just like are really fascinated by just the console and having a, uh, utter appreciation for it. But I mean, I really like the gameplay, uh, but you know, hey, again, may have just been that new console feel, uh, where you know you may be a little bit, uh, your opinions may be a little bit heightened in favor of the console, uh, if otherwise, you know, uh, Perfect Dark Zero coming out two, three months, two, three years after the console released or something like that, but then that would lead probably to the game maybe being better than it was. Who knows? So. But I digress. So, uh, yeah, um, who knows? Maybe this uh, could be one of the games that gets announced at the next week. Get a little nice little uh, solid teaser. Joanna Dark, um, you know, maybe teasing. No, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> I thought it'd be something like Joanna Dark would be talking to like James Bond. <laughs> uh, but James Bond, we all know. But then, you know, he talked to who's this? Uh it's Joanna, Joanna Dark. I don't, that was, that was my best English accent. It's horrible. I'm sorry. So cool. If true, cool. If true. Uh, but I mean, Hey, that's a LinkedIn post. I mean, how solidified can you get there? 
Moving on. Uh, keeping in with uh, that next or new possible game rumors. Um, well, actually, it's pretty much solidified. This is a uh, via Video Game Central or no Video Games Chronicle dot com. They basically uh, are saying that Guerrilla Games is planning a Horizon Zero Dawn trilogy, uh, at least with the latter games, um, including co-op and a larger scope than um, the first Horizon, which I've still yet to play, but um, pretty interesting either way. Um, I, I, I guess I, I don't really have a good frame of reference since I haven't played the first one. I haven't, but I haven't played it. Uh, I plan to fix that uh, soon, but um, yeah, co-op. Um, larger scope is understandable. Obviously, you want a larger scope than the original game, so interesting well i guess it seems like maybe possibly kill zone is not in the in the works they could probably be developing both maybe possibly but mm. hopefully uh <laughs> uh two doesn't uh release this year uh because i got a bet riding on it but uh boy please don't please please don't release it yet thank you <laughs> Um, next topic of discussion. Uh, so apparently, uh, PUBG, uh, is getting bots to the, uh, console version, at least. Um, I believe this is the case with Fortnite. I think if maybe the numbers are low enough or some weird algorithm, I've heard some things about if, uh, when you start out with the game, you play like maybe your first 10 games, you're getting matched with bots. And then after that, you get matched with real people or something like that. Um, but at least for console for PUBG, which will kind of make sense, consider now that they're bringing a stadia fan based of what <laughs> 1500 people, maybe <laughs> of stadia stadia folks um, that, uh, and I mean, considering PUBG's kind of stance amongst the, uh, you know, battle royale games, even though it was the, you know, grandfather of the genre in general. Um, yeah, it, it seems like it uh, is most likely. So apparently. Um, where is this? I believe, yeah, this was via the dev, lev- um, dev letter from the uh, Reddit um credit, you know, station for PUBG. Uh, as I quote, hello survivors, as happens with many games, we've seen the general skill level of our players grow significantly over the last three years. While PUBG veterans continue to hone their skills and improve, we're seeing more often that many newer players are being eliminated early with no kills and oftentimes with no damage dealt. You've been telling us for a while that the widening skill gap is creating a more and more challenging environment for some of our players. And we're now ready to talk about our plan to help this. In an effort to provide more ways for players to hone their skills and be able to fully enjoy what PUBG has to offer, we've decided to introduce bots with update 7.1. Bots can have both positive and negative effects on a game, depending on how well it's programmed. So let's go over some of the things we've been considering when programming these artificial aggressors. Not going to go into all of the rest, but basically 
that's uh the gist so it seems like based on an algorithm i guess in terms of maybe uh i guess kind of in line with what i was talking about that maybe when you're starting out um you'll probably more than likely get matched with bots and then as you start playing more games then you'll start getting matched with real people which if that's the case i think that's totally fine um i think it's like you know kind of like training wheels especially for this type of game which in my personal peer, uh, experience i found to be at times can be pretty discouraging um somewhat in the same realm as like fighting games like you know if you don't know how to do like a five hit combo versus somebody who's practicing all these setups frame traps and what have you is going to be pretty damn discouraging for somebody starting out to one be persistent and keep going at it considering you know the immense adversity of getting like your ass beat every match and you know i don't think anybody will find it fun to keep playing well playing games and also investing your time in something and then after doing said thing uh uh consistently losing um each time with no kind of uh concept or you know glimmer of hope of improving so which yeah i have to say i'm kind of someone in that boat with br games specifically i mean i'm i'm able to somewhat hold my own but majority of the time i don't know it's like i'll get one two gills uh depending on the game uh which is probably my most successful is uh battle royale uh call of duty warzone i mean and uh it's just like eh, you know it yeah it's eh, it it's hard to describe it's just i i understand the the feelings that some players newer players that want to jump in would get for you know somebody super experienced and then obviously you get people on the other side of the spectrum that are like you know hey man i'm getting tired i hate skill-based matchmaking uh let me just pub and just freaking own everybody in this games so we could get all these 75 kill matches so i could post it on youtube whatever i'm totally <laughs> projected stuff but uh you know basically there are those people that are you know somewhat elitist that you know uh don't like matchmaking and then there's people maybe uh that are probably on the lower end of the spectrum that do like matchmaking because you know you don't get completely obliterated in a match versus you know having a pretty reasonable um competitive match than like you know one person being above and kind of vice versa which is of course fun for the higher skilled person but for the lower skilled person it's a a damn nightmare so depending on how they implement it i think it could definitely work um if it's just specifically for training the person or playing training a player um i'd say i'm i'm definitely all for it but you know if it's um in this weird you know kind of gets placed in some games kind of doesn't that's where i think you know uh experienced players have more ground to you know kind of have issue with it so um it's kind of unknown how it is gonna i don't know manifest based off what they're saying but uh it i would assume it's kind of that of the uh of the latter where basically uh for people starting out so we'll see we'll see but thought it was interesting 
uh, topic to uh, bring up in terms of, uh, you know, <laughs> how that changed the environment for uber pros that like to stomp other people. So I guess sticking with somewhat battle royale related news. Um, I forgot to talk about it last episode, but apparently there was this dope ass stuff, uh, dope ass stuff, this dope ass concert, of of Travis Scott, which is, uh, it's, a, I have to say as somebody who's not the biggest fan of Fortnite, um, this is a pretty damn awesome, uh, event, uh, for a lot of reasons. It's definitely probably one of the biggest is just the kind of, um, precedent it sets it sets for kind of taking video games as a medium going forward in terms of you know uh basically being more respected more established than it kind of is in a lot of aspects but just seeing uh seeing uh, some of the videos on youtube and stuff and uh twitter seeing the experience of the player uh just firsthand it's just like a whole new kind of uh, way to experience a concert, which is pretty dope, man. It was, it's pretty cool. I have to give respect, respect to, uh, Epic for, uh, doing this and pulling it off. And I, I believe they said they managed to do all this at home, which is, is crazy enough itself. So, um, wow, man. And I think they, yeah, it was like a astonishing, uh, amount of people, 12 million people at once attending, uh, on Fortnite attending this concert. It's crazy. Just being able to do something of that scale, you know, considering all the resources that need that, that are needed, uh, for that server wise, I guess mostly is just crazy. But, uh, yeah, God, I had to acknowledge that. That was just, it is mind blowing how, uh, how they were able to pull that off in general. And I think that's the highest it's ever been. And then on top of that, I think it it was uh pretty big as well on uh streaming platforms. I think it was weirdly enough bigger on YouTube than Twitch at the time. Uh Mixer had like a very respectable five thousand <laughs> I don't know. I, obviously it was probably lower than any of those platforms, but um yeah. Pretty cool. It's just really cool to see stuff as our medium is evolving in terms of uh, just uh, it being more respected and, you know, regarded as a, uh, you know, legitimate platform that, you know, competes with movies and music and stuff like that. So you love to see it. You love to see it. Going into somewhat, uh, we, we going a little back into uh, rumor territory. Um, so apparently via a rely on horror, uh, resident evil two's Claire, uh, the actress, uh, for her, Stephanie, hence yellow, Hennis yellow, Hennis uh, hints at a new RE game with Claire. So it could be, this could be taken a lot of ways. Obviously, uh, I think myself and a lot of other people, uh, would want this to be Cove Veronica. And uh, let me preface um, with her comment uh, before. This was in an interview specifically. Um, uh, 
Yeah. So it, it was a particular quote that she said. So also Resident Evil 3 cast. Uh, hello. I know I didn't know. I know I didn't know you guys personally, although I do feel like I've worked with one of you, but I think it's a project that hasn't come out yet. So I won't say anything. Hmm. So that kind of, um, that kind of eliminates what people were uh, suspecting that it might be, uh, Jill. I mean, uh, Claire being a, uh, character for project resistance which I think a lot of us were speculating and kind of being very, you know, pessimistic, realistic about it. But that kind of uh, eliminates that to some extent. So if anything, I'm guessing it might possibly be uh, the rumored RE8 where there were people that um, there were, uh, well, there was the rumor, rumored inclusion of uh, Crispian in the game. But um, it would only make sense that maybe somehow, obviously, Claire being Chris's brother, that maybe she somehow get, gets involved in RE8 to some extent, uh, considering they squashed the rumors completely for Cole Veronica remake as of now, uh, you know, freaking freaking developing RE4 over RE Cole Veronica, which is definitely the more deserving title. But I digress. So. That's what I'm guessing is probably the more than likely um, inclusion. But she says she worked with one of you before. Which I'm not sure how I, how to interpret that of who the who the person she was working with previously. But. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I, my guess, my guess is probably the RE, RE8. Um, probably she's somewhat roped in with Chris to some extent. They maybe have some dialogue or something. That's, uh, yeah, consider it's a new project. I'm pretty sure she was aware that um, RE3 is included with RE Resistance. So I doubt it'd be resistance. I guess it could be. Maybe she wasn't aware, but interesting, interesting uh topic. If anything, obviously we wish it was Coveronic, but I'm tempering my expectations and uh, considering somewhat of the valid evidence we do have of it not happening. It may not. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so yeah, I think that covers all the news for this week. Uh, let's get in, uh, what I've been up to game and wise, obviously, <laughs> do I have to say <laughs> call of duty modern warfare? I've been putting a reasonable amount of time into it. Um, I don't think there's been any substantial updates since last time I talked about it other than, you know, title updates and stuff like that. I've been going back to multiplayer. I haven't really been playing battle Royale as much since then, but overall it's just been very solid, like comfort food, man. Just like you just keep going to it. Cause it's like solid, man. You know, I don't feel like dedicating a lot of time to something. I just go ahead and play modern warfare and I get like a good, um, fulfillment of, uh, playing something. 
Also was chucking at a Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, this this over this past weekend, um, playing hard mode now. Beat it on normal, so now I'm trying to trudge through hard uh, specifically. But um, it's tough. It's it's not so tough compared to um, <laughs> which I streamed as well. Doing the uh, combat simulator challenges, but um, it's up there. Uh, I think at least playing that kind of prepared me to do the um, play in hard mode, doing the combat simulator challenges. So, you know, but all in all, uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. I haven't I put it down for a bit, but yeah, I definitely plan to possibly uh, get back at it this weekend, uh, but we'll see. Probably the biggest notable game, though. I did uh, actually get to play yesterday, um, thanks to uh, some uh, trickery uh, uh, maneuvering in terms of uh, manipulation of uh, some of the uh, stores in other countries that do have access to the game. Uh, that is Streets of Rage 4. And boy, I beat it like twice last night. Have to say, man, it is very, very great. Beat em up, very worthy. Streets of Rage, uh, uh, Streets of Rage lineage, and uh, just, just the improvements uh, are very smart and just um, very welcomed. Um, n- not to spoil the story or anything, but just a lot of solid. Uh, improvements, implementations they made to the game overall. Um, probably the one interesting one is that basically with the special system, like uh, specifically uh, Streets of Rage 1 and 2, where basically if you use a special, you automatically lose uh, a section, a little a sliver of health. Um, but in this one, in Streets of Rage 4, um, basically you can uh, use a special, which will give you like a red health, like kind of the equivalent of red, red health, or I forgot the term, but, um, uh, I think they just called it color and health where basically it's health. You can gain back, which is basically the same mechanic in, in, uh, this game where basically if you use a special, uh, you, you're, uh, it turns uh part of your health turns in the green health where basically you have to hit actually hit enemies enough uh, to get all that back. Uh, But basically it's kind of a risk reward mechanic, which is pretty genius when you think about it, that after you do it and then you try to hit the characters, but if you don't get it all the way up to the max to get it all the way back, if somebody hits you uh, like, let's say halfway to gain in that health sliver back, then you will lose all of it completely. So it's like very, very risky. uh, But uh, again, you're rewarded if you use it properly and are able to pull it off, which is really cool. Kind of gives you somewhat of a comeback type mechanic aspect as well. But I really like the, the just the thought and concept of that is just really cool. Um, and probably the probably the bigger uh, improvement uh, is the combo system. So now you can actually legitimately combo juggle um, enemies now, which is great uh if you know me you know i'm a a sucker for probably juggles and parries 
if anything, and, and fighting fighting games and beat em ups in general. But uh, love me some damn juggles, and this this game has a lot of them. Uh, I've only played the game with uh, Axel and uh, Adam so far, but uh, definitely plan to play with all of them and see how everybody uh, plays and what new dynamics and combos you can kind of do. And uh, this is like, I think this is a testament to like uh, beat em ups now, where I wish they just had, they just give you a dedicated a dedicated training mode, which they did in uh, Streets of Fury, uh, which is actually the developer that is involved in this game. You can definitely see a lot of the inspiration uh, within this game. So it's it's definitely way more toned down than Streets of Fury, but it's definitely a lot of potential there still that it's somewhat kind of hidden. Uh, you can you can somewhat naturally discover a lot of it, but it's not like blatantly over the head or, you know, um, overstated, which I think is definitely a, a, a pretty good balance to have with, you know, not kind of um, overbearing, overpowering the lineage of this of this game, you know, in terms of the previous trilogy and stuff. So. But man, yeah, just the the of course, of course, the music is just ah, fantastic, just great, excellent on all fronts, all fronts, facets, what have you. Ah, it is just great. Really is. Ah, and then of course you have the option to, you know, play classic, the classic tracks from one and two. I'm still here, uh, confused why three isn't included, but I guess uh, from when I was messing with, with the options, even though I haven't p- played with it yet, I believe they designate specific uh, levels to specific tracks from one and two. And I guess they mix and match and incorporate it. I'm assuming since you don't have the option, or at least I didn't see in the options, you can like modify what tracks plays on which, what level and, and, and things like that. So I guess that's maybe why they omitted three, but uh, would have liked to have three or maybe, you know, kind of like a tech and tunes uh, option where you can like, you know, adjust the, um, you know, music for what stage you're playing on, which would have been cool. So, um, yeah, part of that. Yeah. Without spoiling anything. Yeah. It's, uh, thoroughly enjoying it. I really want to keep playing and discover new stuff and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, man, if you're definitely a fan of Streets of Rage, beat em ups in general, really, uh, this is definitely, this is definitely it. This is definitely it. I am, uh, have to say I'm very thankful for this somewhat semi resurgence of beat em ups, which I was uh, kind of talking about on Twitter that, uh, you know, what last within the last year, we got the Ninja Warriors again. We got um, River City Girls. We got uh, the Takeover. And then now we got Streets of Rage 4. I mean, last one we're waiting for is a uh, fight, fight that's final. I mean, you know, Mayor Hagar guy named Cody guy named uh, a guy named guy, you know, if maybe they were all able to come back, maybe some other characters, maybe formulate a fighting game that a lot of people also liked, 
enjoyed that uh got Sega to make Streets of Rage. I don't know, maybe maybe people might buy it, maybe people might want to play it. You know, I don't know. I mean they the characters are used a lot in Street Fighter Five, but what about what about the series that was tied in with Street Fighter? I got a lot of characters from that said game would be kind of uh, kind of cool if, you know, you got a continuation of that, you know, and who knows, you know, maybe, um, maybe a game by uh, Capcom that uh, maybe final fight, you know, that has Mike Hagar and Cody and Guy. Mm-hmm. Just just a just a suggestion, Capcom. I know I know you're busy churning out them hits, but just just um just saying, um now's a good time, you know. Embrace the beat 'em ups. Uh yeah, boy, I am definitely definitely want um definitely want beat 'em ups uh if if we can get 'em. I definitely would like to see more beat 'em ups come on the uh scene for sure. Hopefully that becomes the case cuz I am I want more. This game only made me hungry for more beat 'em ups for sure. So Yeah, but outside of that, uh yeah. Um, pretty much all I've been gaming on gaming, uh, at this, uh, since last episode. So, um, and of course still been, uh, keeping up with, uh, outside of video games, keeping up with the office <laughs> show is, uh, the show is great, man. I understand. I understand the fervor and, uh, desire for that game. Now I really do, uh, just, the writing is very great. So, uh, probably preaching to the choir, but you know, uh, but yeah, I think that will conclude yet another episode of switch of sites 53 to be exact. I'll say today's date. If not, it is April 30th, 2020. Um, yeah. So, Uh, If you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show, feel free to submit them at aswitchtv at gmail.com. If I get enough, I may uh, start a segment for that. Um, Of course, you can catch me on Twitch TV slash aswitch where I uh, record this podcast live for your viewing and or listening pleasure. Um... Also, obviously, I've been uh, actually <laughs> playing uh, games on Twitch again uh, recently. Now, shoot, with this RTX voice, that's definitely uh, been getting me to play now that I can uh, play without, you know, uh, detriment to quality in terms of like uh, audio. So that's been great. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, uh, you can also. Follow me on Twitter where I'm just tweet ignorant, dumb stuff, but also keep it 
still somewhat in line <laughs> with, uh, you know, obviously game gaming related topics and, and, and such. Um, I, I can't even lie to y'all. I, it, it's, it, it do be some dumb stuff, <laughs> dumb, uh, black Twitter stuff, but it's like <laughs> the, I, I, somebody probably said it, uh, kind of too white to be on black Twitter, I guess nerdy. Yeah. Too white to be on black Twitter, but too, too black to be on nerdy Twitter. I don't think there is a nerdy Twitter, but you get what I'm saying. So if you're into that blend of black nerdiness, I guess, but not necessarily just nerdiness with, with a touch of black, however you interpret it. I don't know. Okay. You be the judge. What am I? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm trying to promote this like any different <laughs> what it is, I guess, but hopefully you pick up what I'm putting down. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can also catch me on youtube.com slash Twitch. I can finally confidently now say that I have been starting to make, you know, somewhat original content now. Actually, uh, I think I dropped a, <laughs> I think I dropped, I think I uh, released a, uh, dub of, um, uh, Resident Evil three, where I basically just some dub in nemesis. <laughs> if he's if he was uh if he actually had a voice which uh it, it, I, I had it in my mind for a long time but I never just I, I just it was a lot of mental barriers that were getting me not getting me to do it in terms of uh software uh to actually get that going as well as like the dynamics of recording it and all that so lo and behold as a testament, I can confidently say now today, I actually managed to do it and just speak dumb stuff for Nemesis. <laughs> um, so yeah, also like I've been saying before, I did uh, upload like some of my archive stuff that I never really released on YouTube, which, you know, I recorded, uh, streamed on Twitch a long time ago, like 2015. So I want to kind of get all that out and then, uh, ideally somewhat of the plan roadmap wise, I probably want to start doing a uh, best of highlights of kind of like my, um, best moments, if you will. So at least to give you guys expectations, it's probably where I'll probably going down that route. Um, yeah. What else? I feel like I covered everything. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, uh, this podcast in general, at least if you're listening on your favorite podcast and platforms, uh, feel free to give a like, uh, rate subscribe, good or bad. Any feedback is definitely appreciated. Um, I think that's gonna do it for episode 53 of switch of sites. Uh, again, thanks for listening and or watching it. And, uh, until next time, uh, get your damn game on. Oh yeah.
nobody's safe. <laughs>